Welcome to She Pack Unleashed. I'm one of your hosts, Tanya. I'm Nicole. Welcome to your weekly dose of candid discussion in the pursuit of finding your tribe in this journey of womanhood, motherhood, and sisterhood. I'm Ashley. Join us as we leave no stone unturned. In each episode, we have heart-to-heart conversations that aim to challenge and empower one another. I'm Jenny. No more waiting. She Pack Unleashed begins now. This episode, Modern Parenting in the Digital Age, Challenges and Strategies. I'm excited to talk about this because I know we do not agree. (sighs) Differing approaches. I'm anxious to talk about this one. I think not agreeing is a strong statement. We just have different approaches approaches for different families, different kids, different needs, (laughs) different different situations. (laughs) One, I think it's interesting to add into like the millennial parents, I feel like, are the first generation that is really having to like deal with so much digital stuff at such a young early age for kids consuming consuming media right so like we're all still figuring out what works every single day Mm -hmm. so there's no handbook on this or if there is i haven't read it there's some research out there not a handbook like didn't say this is what you should do and what you shouldn't do here's the thing there is no handbook Mm -hmm. that is going to guaranteed work for every family Right. Yeah. Every family is going to be so different. Every kid is going to be so different. Mm -hmm. Even within a family, different kids are going to have different needs or ways or structures that might work. And I think that's what makes it so damn hard. Yeah. Well, I think it's also I have a hard time with it because they are going to have technology in their everyday life 24 seven when they are adults. right? Right. And do you shelter them completely away from that so that they don't actually know how to handle it? Or do you teach them how to handle it at a young age in different increments? No, I mean, I agree with that. Like, it's a life skill kind of thing. And we got to come of age as technology came of age where they're starting way ahead of where we started. Like, things are just more complex and the way you interact with technology is so different. So, yeah, like, they need to know. But then at the same time, no one's teaching typing classes in school anymore. They don't have to. No, they don't have to. But I'm going to make my kids learn to type. Like, they need to, in my opinion. Well, and it's so interesting because I have, I work with a lot of fresh from college students. Mm -hmm. Can they type? Oh, God. Okay, so here's the thing is that, like, he walked into my boss's office the other day and asked him a question. And my boss was, like, typing and then turned to him while he asked the question. And he was like, how did you do that? (laughs) And he's like, how did I do what? And he's like type and not look because my hands used to be covered while i was typing and shooting little missiles at the spaceships and stuff like beacon teaches typing all the time oh maybe yeah (laughs) and well and he's like wait you don't know how to not look when you type but that's like that's like a 21 year old that's That's amazing because they're also not teaching cursive or much about handwriting well, my kids learn cursive first, actually. My kids are learning. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he gives and takes. But like, really, it was one of those really interesting things that I was like, wow, okay, that's not a skill they're teaching anymore. Good to know. But so let's let's go around and say like, who, like, when is technology used in your household? Yep. What are the rules around okay. it? Right. We're going to start with Tanya. Yeah. Okay. So I have the oldest mm-hmm. of our crew by just a few, like six months. Uh, he's nine. He, we, we struggle. We are on the struggle bus in terms of exposure and time spent on screen. He's an only child. 
And so when we want time to not be necessarily engaged with him, like if I just want to read a book, right? He is not great about entertaining himself off in his playroom, just doing his own thing. And so screens happen a lot. Like we don't have hard limits about when screen time goes off necessarily. But we have eventually found some parameters that work for us. In particular, when he's in school, we've got a good routine down. We have two days per week that are screen-free after school. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, he comes home from school. There are no screens for the night. And that gives us time to do family board games and different things. Or, you know, maybe we go out that night or things like that. In the mornings, every morning before school, he wakes up when he wakes up. And he is responsible for getting things together and ready for school. So he gets himself up. He gets himself dressed. He packs his lunch, all except for like slicing apples and eats breakfast. If all of those things are done, starting at 8 a.m., he can play for 45 minutes. It can be his switch. It can be YouTube kids. And he can do that for 45 minutes before school. And then he goes to school and then he gets time after. So like that is the most success that we have had so far is the morning routine. We still struggle at night in terms of turning it off. We struggle with like setting the limits on the technology and we can get into more of that of like what strategies you guys might use that helps. But like we bounce between a switch system and a tablet for YouTube and the TV because there are TV shows that he likes. And so finding a way to enforce time limits has become a problem. So yeah, that's, that's currently our, our biggest struggle. Yeah, I think it's hard across different platforms to figure out how to monitor, like mm -hmm. when you're using a bunch of different technology pieces. So I have two boys, eight and five. And I think pre-COVID, we did not have much struggle with technology. We didn't use a ton of it. But when COVID happened, we had two working parents in our household. Mm -hmm. And technology and screens were basically used to survive, right? Yep. Like we no longer... Or at school, we were no longer, right? But we were still working at nine to five. So like in order to get through the day, they were on kids apps and they got, my son who was five got a computer so he could do kindergarten online, right? So like it really sped up our technology usage that probably would not have been the same then, right? And then last year, we were having a lot of behavioral issues with my oldest. And poor youngest he kind of gets thrown into whatever <laughs> situation is based off whatever the oldest is doing because like i'm not making separate rules for one than the other sure so we now are no screens during the week like at all which was really a hard adjustment because i also had to follow that that was going to be my question and we can get more into the yeah. weeds on that but so no screens during the week they can start screen time friday and they have limits on each device itself, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then we go back to no screens. So my son will tell you all of his friends think I'm evil mm -hmm. for not letting <laughs> yeah. him. Like he told me that. Like my friends think you're evil because you don't let me have screens during the week. And I was like, well, bud, guess I'm going to be the evil witch here. You are not the only one. So I feel like I'm the only name. one. No, the no, kids talk shit all the time. You're not. Like I feel like the other parents totally, like there's a lot of parents who totally like just whatever like i in his school yeah. yeah i mean that's their choice but it gets back to your individual child mm -hmm. what they're watching and how they interact with it and what that does to their brain and their ability to like mm -hmm. live their life and be in the world outside of that screen so i think you have to do what you've got to do 
So Jenny, what's your current status? So my current status, I have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. I appreciate your comment about the pandemic because I think Mm -hmm. that was so true. Because previous to the pandemic, I was very strict. We had like one TV in the whole house. There were no devices. There was nothing. There was no video games. You guys don't even like have Alexas. We didn't. Yeah. Oh, you Um, didn't. Okay. And we just had to do what we had to do to get by. Yeah. And so at that time, my son was four or five. And then we had the baby. So he got a lot of screen time, you know, and kind of addicted to it probably for better or for worse, especially on the Switch. And then kind of unwinding that. And where did that leave us? So we found we get in a lot of trouble when there's like shades of gray. He's very black and white and very routine. Mm -hmm. So we actually do something very similar during the week. And I'm defining it by switch time. There's no screen time, including Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, he gets three hours. It cuts off at 7 p.m. And I will say on Saturday and Sunday, and there are some days that I'll have it all the way off and he has to like finish his laundry first or there might be a thing he has to do first, but it's very much like a privilege he earns. And I found that when it's done, I have to be like, it's done. If I try to give him like 15 more minutes to beat Mm. the monster, it just escalates and we get in fights. Oh, that's interesting. So it's like he, but he has learned now like, oh, I'm going to go over to my cousin's house and I want him to help me get the whatever master sword on Zelda. I'm going to have to save some time. So I have seen him like self-limiting. Because he knows, That's like, awesome. this is this is it. I also, we don't do TV in the morning, except for sometimes I'll play Bluey, which is seven minutes just long Love enough Bluey. for me to do my daughter's hair. She actually watches more TV when I just need her to be still to do her hair than my son has ever watched when he was that little. Mm. But it's also a transition. Like when Bluey's over, we're getting in the car. Normally is like mm. a thing in the morning because they go to school at 7.30 a.m. And then See, Ryan doesn't leave for school until 9 a.m. That's a long That's, that's a long time to fill time. When we get up in the morning, like I'm up at 6.30, 7. Got hours to yeah. kill. Right? And yeah. so that's why we fell into this morning time routine. Sorry, I don't mean yeah. to like, jump in on you, but like it's so interesting it's different. to think about. I think it's the routine. about the differences, yeah. right? And the, the timing of it. If my kids it. didn't go to school until 9 o'clock, they'd be on screens probably because holy yeah. hell, yeah. that's a long I'm time. Yeah, because I'm working by then. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, we got to get our day going. But I do think like a predictable routine where the kid understands mm-hmm. is valuable. And Luna is already asking for a switch. She can't even read. I was like, when you can read, baby, we'll get Cole you a switch. Cole has a switch. I know. She knows. Okay. Um, but I also have not only the Nintendo Switch controls, but I also have an app called Bark. I just sent mm-hmm. you all a link. Yeah. And I have it set up on his Gmail, on his lap. He has a laptop for school. Like it's connected to his YouTube kids account and I can see everything he has ever searched if I wanted to. Like at one point during the pandemic, it was like, what makes volcanoes erupt or why? Like I can see his search history, Mm -hmm. everything. I think you can do that also on Google Family. Bark in particular, though, is really, really granular and thorough. And there's a Facebook group. I I think I add all of you guys to it called Parenting in a Tech World. And it's actually run by Bark employees. I can see everything. And they, they talk about things other than the Bark platform. But there's like a thing you can attach to your network so it sees it all. There's apps you can use. Yeah. Is that a paid service? It is. Okay. And it, I, but it I is. really enjoy it. And we're going to try to get you a coupon code. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and we can get into it more. But but what I liked, it would also give me weekly summaries. Like, here's what he's Googling. Here are the YouTube videos he watched. That. Here mm-hmm. are the YouTube videos he okay. didn't watch. But, you know, like the next one down that it like suggests, which sometimes can get into a rabbit hole mm-hmm. of problems. He has in the past been like sneaking into my room to watch YouTube or YouTube kids on my TV. So we've had to talk about that. But all of that to say, 
we're pretty much screen free during the week. And then sometimes we do a family movie night on Friday and then they earn their screen time, which is normally switch time on the weekends. We don't have any homework yet that's on the computer, but I could see that changing. So I would love to circle back around to the idea of like limiting like switch time to just the weekend or something. But I want to hear from Ashley your status first before we dive into that. Okay. So we've had many behavioral issues. Just in general, my kids are neurospicy and especially with the younger ones, they're eight and four. The young one we've learned from like his psychiatrist actually that the screens help kids sometimes regulate because it forces them to focus. So it allows everything else to like regulate. And that's why he can like, like you're saying Luna sits still, like that might be why it's so easy to sit still or he actually sits still and he's not a pinball everywhere. So right now we actually have different rules for the two kids because they are just in two completely different places. Mm-hmm. And that's so hard. Four, a four year gap is big at that age. Yeah. Yeah. In it terms is. Of, of what Developmentally. Handle, yeah. yeah. So for the older one, he is his iPad. So they, we were an Apple family and they've got iPads, each of them. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, hey now. <laughs> so it, it works for us. I'm telling you, the screen time. Parental controls on iPads and Apple devices is excellent. It's very granular. I can also see the websites and stuff that they go to, but they don't go to websites because I shut off the internet altogether. So neither of them have like open internet access to anything. They don't do YouTube kids. The only apps they have access to are a few like select, mostly educational games. Because I have the internet shut off, some games don't work because the ads won't load with a website to continue on. So we've, we've figured that out too. And then they're watching like Netflix. Or they're playing around in like what I consider like legitimate apps, right? Like Calvin knows how to use Procreate and do digital art there or Canva and do digital art there. And he'll like print it out. Skill building. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're doing things like like that. So Um, is it limited by days or? So Calvin after school, when he's done his homework, because we have homework now, Mm -hmm. he can play until Derek gets home from school. Derek no longer is doing after school screen time. That's something we just started like a month ago. Because his behavior to get off of the screen yep. was just ridiculous. Exactly. Like, wasn't worth the meltdown. He wasn't able to handle it in transition. So we're like, all right, we're cold turkey cutting that off. And it was hard for a couple of weeks. It's gotten gotten better. Calvin's been very agreeable to, like, text me when you're on your way home from picking him up. So I do. And he knows, like, all right, I've got five minutes to, like, wrap what I'm doing. So at eight, he's getting better at self-regulating now and, like, budgeting his time. They have per app limits, too. So, like, games are, like, an hour tops video stuff is an hour tops and then all the other apps that are open like if he wants to go play in garage band and like play around with instruments like you do you as long as the ipad is open like great and then it shuts off five o'clock at the latest on weekdays six o'clock friday saturday sunday mm. so derek's only getting screen time friday after school for like an hour by the time he gets home and then saturday and sunday mm-hmm. and that's only in the afternoon and that's a relic left over from when derek was still napping we didn't let Calvin get on the iPad until Derek was napping. So now it's lunch and put your laundry away this and then the you can have your iPad stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they know it's coming and they budget for it. And I appreciate your moment where you said something about like legitimate apps because I do feel that is so true. Like at this point, to your earlier point, Nicole, like our kids are around screens. The screens aren't going away. Mm-hmm. But trying to think about like what is curating like quality experiences on those screens. Mm-hmm. 
is something I spend a lot of time about. So it's I mean, probably we're cool less with, like, about the minutes and more about like, what is it? Content well, but doing? Some, sometimes the content's fun too. Like Calvin was showing me an app last night he plays with where he just makes virtual slime. It's like digital <laughs> ASMR where yeah. he's just like squishing <laughs> the slime it? around. And yeah, like that's fine. That's harmless. Yeah. Luna spends a lot of time now that I'm reflecting. Other times she gets screens. It's like when she has to wait because Big Brother's doing a thing, like diving meat. She can't sit there all the time. We'll put her on PBS Kids. Mm-hmm. There's like a PBS Kids like video app, and then there's the PBS Kids like games app. Mm-hmm. And I'll oh, we love anything that in that. Go to town because I trust that app. Well, I think it's interesting because you said it's about like limiting switch time, but like in in my family, my husband is a video gamer. Oh, right. I'm glad you brought this up because yeah, that's one of my questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really interesting because my husband is a avid video gamer. He plays three times a week. And when I met him, he was a video gamer and like would raid for anybody who knows that, like spent hours upon hours upon hours playing video games. And that is what his hobby is. Right. And like, it's like a passion. Yes. And he like talks to friends and has friends across the country. And like, that's how he spends. He doesn't go out and socialize with friends. He does it via video games, via the internet. And so he uses video games as like an also a bonding part with our Mm -hmm. kids right Mm -hmm. they all play together or they're working on something together and like which is no different than playing a board game just digitally like it's the same idea it's just very complex board game (laughs) that i'm not like i'm not in listen i don't i'm good that he has that i don't want to be a part of it i don't want to be a part of it when he when we're in college and you know alone playing video games so but it's like Steve is very adamant on that. Like, you know how you said, like, I don't give him 15 minutes to like, we do not interrupt in the middle of the game. Like Mm-mm. he you will don't shut it off. You don't middle. shut it off in the middle. If he needs to finish that thing, he gets the time to finish it. But the second you are going past the thing you were supposed to finish is when you lose the privilege the next mm-hmm. day. But like Steve, that's where I have trouble with like putting the hard stop limits on the devices. Right? Yeah. Because I Landon and I also like we played video games growing up like he and I played video games when we started dating and when we were married like we would play video games for a date night at home just for fun the two of us right and so then when we had Ryan like once he became old enough we probably started letting him play video games I don't know when he was four ish you know and then pandemic happened and we got Minecraft because it was this like building creative world because he had no siblings to play with when we were in lockdown, right? And we we weren't on a network. It was just him. Mm-hmm. And we would play with him from another device. So, like, we would join a Minecraft world together. But, like, video games is family time for us as well. But I also recognize the difference of, like, playing a video game together and, like, getting engrossed in the screen versus sitting around a dinner table playing a video game or playing a board game together, you know, playing Monopoly or Trouble or whatever it might be. And what I what I struggle with, right, is like you put those limits on the devices, but then it's like, where do you draw the line of like, okay, now you've done all your individual screen time. Now we're going to do family time. Or does family time count as part of that screen time? And then he feels, I can anticipate he's going to feel like a punishment, right? That he's losing the individual time because there are single player games and then there are collaborative games that you can play. And so it's been it's been a struggle us a lot lately of like how do I find that balance to play the games that we enjoy playing together and I have found like cooperative games do much better for Mm -hmm. our family versus competitive games so games in particular where we are working as a team as a unit and I have found a handful of games that are like problem solving and like physics-based 
games where you're working through a world, but you have to figure out how to move from one area to another area and you have to do it all together and you have to do physics puzzles basically to like get through. And those have been really good for us and for him, but like still to this day, like struggling competitively, like the competitive nature in him and the ugly side that I see come from that is absolutely amplified when we are doing competitive based video games. That's me. I'm Ryan. This is why I can't play with my kids. (laughs) It it makes sense too. We've all talked about the obligation we kind of feel as moms of boys, of raising boys who will become men who can manage their emotions successfully. Yeah. Like it's very real to me when I see him go completely through the roof. And I was like, how much of this is normal for a nine-year-old? And how much of this is like unacceptable? Like, do you take away all the stimulus? Or how much of it was he was physically regulated because he was mentally in the screen and then he's not and now it's just a whole new kind of dysregulation well you say it's interesting because like if you were to like describe my husband you would not describe him as toxic masculinity anger right like that would not be the word you describe my husband but you put him in front of these video games Mm -hmm. and it is just like cursing and yelling and like frustration if he's losing and like his, Let's talk about the fact that he's playing Rocket League, which is a car soccer game. Car this is not game. even like, <laughs> yeah, it's this like is not, not even Halo or no, anything violent. No, that like it is like first anger, person shooter games. Right. This is like, like car soccer. Yeah, car soccer, right? And you're talking about like his his Fitbit is like telling him he's exercising. Because, <laughs> oh my like, gosh. That's how like worked up he gets from these things. But like. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, I would never describe him as like a toxic masculinity man who like has these fits. So like, I also try to balance that mm-hmm. when I see the kids get frustrated at the games or have this sort of like competitive anger in it. Like how much is that is like good for them to at least release it so they're not like stewing in it and how much of it is bad that it's making them feel that way we have lots of conversations of like ryan it seems like you are losing control of your body at this point and continuing to play this game is only going to make it worse so we need to do like a five minute break and if you can come back calmly and play again then you can continue playing if you cannot calm down in those five minutes then it's time to shut it off we do breaks like that too but we have to reinforce you will not lose five minutes of screen time we will pause your time because yeah. oh, that yeah. was a big fear for a while. But if I got to take a break, I'm going to lose my time. Oh, yeah. Nope. Turn it off and you won't lose it. You still have it banked. Like we had to really like Yeah, that's a good point. That. We have to yeah. do that also. Well, and then like Jenny, to your point, you were talking about and, and I guess, Nicole, your boys also only get their switch time on the weekends. Yeah. Right. So our three oldest play Zelda mm-hmm. on the switch. My youngest plays Zelda too. And, yes. And, and what I noticed, right, is like, the idea of telling him like you can't play Zelda during the week, like you have to wait until these two days on the weekend to play. But like he is excited to like do the next quest or do the next thing. And I think about it from my point of view, it would be like you guys telling me that I can't read Akatar except on Saturday and Sunday. And I would be dying all week long to put myself into that world and to do those things and to read and to like experience it right and so i'm like i get really in my head about what is a reasonable expectation and i i mean i know it all goes back to like what goes is right for your family and what's right for the kid but i guess that's why we haven't like done a cold turkey during the week because like 
I think it depends, right? So for us, Evan really, really, really struggles. Like, so here's a great example. Like, they have to get up and do their chores in the morning. Mm-hmm. This is how it used to go. They have to get up, do their chores, get themselves ready for school, and then they'd have screen time. Evan was setting his alarm for like 5 a.m., like getting up earlier and earlier. That's why we had the 8 a.m. start time hard rule. Yeah. Because Ryan was doing the same thing. He would same. start getting up earlier and earlier and earlier. Which is no different than staying up late and like sacrificing sleep. Right. So he was getting up earlier to go do the thing so that he could then have more screen time. It's smart. So So smart. smart, But also. But then I would get reports from his school where he's saying to his teacher, I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. And so that was like a whole conversation we had to have. Like you're telling your teachers you're too tired to do your schoolwork because you're getting up so early to do your screen times. And like, let me tell you the difference in terms of the weekday where i have to drag them out of the bed yeah versus the weekend where they're up and ready to go because they get screens like the 8 a.m start time ryan will be out of bed he will get his stuff done before eight o'clock because he wants that 45 minutes that 45 minutes is so precious to him yeah and he gets up on his own he gets all the things ready on his own right and it's it's amazing what that incentive does and and I don't feel so bad. Like if forty, that's a really good thing. Yeah, it sounds like you're teaching him a lesson of but prioritizing. Do we translate the success that we've seen in the morning to the evening. You're you're dealing with a whole different kid in the yeah, evening. You're with a different kid. So much more tired. Like less patience. That like window tolerance is non-existent. Overstimulated. Yeah. By the end of the day, it, it's day. literally a different child. Yeah, I think from my point of view, having two. There have been times where like Cruz is on a switch, like I'm reading on my Kindle, Beto's playing Sudoku on his phone, and Luna's just like twiddling her thumbs. And she's even said to me like, mommy, everybody else has a little screen they stare at but me. And it's Mm -hmm. so sad to think about that from that perspective. So I also just try to make sure that we're present not only for her, but with each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes if we, even though screens are really fun, like if you're not doing it together, if it's not collaborative, it can take you down kind of a hole and you miss what's going on around you. You know, like mm-hmm. so many times my kids are like, I'm bored. I'm like, that's great. You know, they make forts out of cardboard boxes. It like forces them, I think, to be more creative sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so even though it's really painful at first, I do think that that is that, like there are benefits on the other side as well. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting you said that because when we went cold turkey, no screens, I also had to go cold turkey, no screens during the week in wow. front of them. Like, because it wasn't the, like, it was very That's hypocritical. It was very hypocritical of me to say, you cannot have screens, but I can sit here and scroll TikTok. Okay. So it was, it was the recreational things that you cut out. Right. Yeah. But what if you have to like check on business? If it's work That's related, different. it's different. Okay. But okay. I we cannot, do the same. Then. I am not like fun like i'm not playing my little game or anything yeah i can read on my kindle but it's like having a book and you can go get your book and read and we can read okay. together yes but i basically cannot be scrolling on my phone i can't mm. be like you know like i had to cut off all of it too mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. actually really hard for me especially mm-hmm. in the mornings because i'd sit and drink my coffee and like scroll tiktok like in the morning tiktok when i'm eating my breakfast yeah get it same so like how can I tell you you can't watch screens eating your breakfast if I'm going to watch screens while I eat my breakfast? Like, yep. are you clear with them too when you're doing something that's like, well, they know because I usually have to come down here for like three screens. Like, I can't just do something like, 
Oh, I see. <laughs> like, I can't just do it like on my phone. So, yeah. Sometimes I have to like clarify that because they'll see me like on my phone. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm reading my emails, right? I'm not like dicking well, around. Well, I don't usually, unless it's an urgent matter before school, I don't typically do anything work related unless it's like an Airbnb House, urgent. Well, household work too. Like, I don't typically. Oh, you have time in the morning. Yeah. I mean, they I, go to school yeah. at. 8 10. Yeah, I have no time in the morning. And so I'm, I'm imagining like in the evening. 8 20. And then I can do like personal things until 9. I start work. So I have time. And then so much available time. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, and then at night, by the time they get back from aftercare, it's five. We're doing dinner. Mm-hmm. Then we're doing bedtime, honestly. Like it's not a ton of time between aftercare and and by my children's choice let let me mind you like they beg me to keep them there at aftercare until the very last second like yeah, they don't want true. me to they don't want me to pick them up because they don't get screens at <laughs> you're right so they'd rather be at aftercare with their <laughs> they friends. don't get it at aftercare either no yeah they don't oh. but they'd rather be with their friends yeah there's stuff to do that they don't have to figure yeah. out they're playing yeah. with their friends so then they're like just keep me here until it actually closes and it's like literally if i pick them up 5 30 like you're here too early and i'm like it's 5 30 bro it's dark meanwhile derek's like will you pick me up after lunch no but sorry i'm working (laughs) yeah feel you man (laughs) it's so tough like there are not clear answers right now i think we know from experience that each kid and how they you know have their screen time or how they are regulating emotions after their screen time can really impact like what's right for them i do think when we're older though there will be more like long research articles and you know i think we're doing the best we can with the information that we have and I just hope it's the right thing. I so worry about that. But there are some articles. A lot of them are inconclusive. But one book that might be worth checking out, it's called The Art of Screen Time by Anya Kamenetz. She is like an education reporter and a, a mom of two young kids. If you want to check that out. Like the bottom line of that is like, enjoy screens, but not too much. And try mostly with others if you can. Like That's the summation of that book. So like, do it, but don't do it. Not too much, but just enough. Like this. Okay. Yeah, sure. that's sure. I got it. <laughs> no it. problem. Let me just do that. Like, I am now fixed. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think there's a difference between like, like crews coming down here to play with Rocket League with Steve and Ryan. It was yeah. really special and a, a moment of connection. And were they playing it on screens? Yes. But it was like a communal thing. It was, that, that is going to be a core memory for Agreed. my son. Oh, playing yes. Rocket League. We've talked about it all Steve. week. And he's already asked me again. He's like, so when do you think I can see Steve again? <laughs> yeah, like, adorable. I like that my husband's friends are eight and nine year olds. Or like when they want to get together because, you know, I need to get the master sword and I can't figure out how to do it. Like problem solving together and teaching other like that's Those are really I great skills. Yeah. That's I think it's not the, the like, same as dissociation. Head down. Don't want to shower. Don't want to leave my room. Won't put clothes on because yeah. I won't stop playing lose track of time grumpy to get off i'm very sensitive to that getting stuck in like another world thing there's there's a lot of history of addiction on my husband's side of the family and he's in recovery so we have to worry about that kind of stuff too well the screen addiction i think more people than not would qualify as clinically addicted to their screen and i'm probably included in that like yeah absolutely i will be the first one to say right but like I guess recently in the last year, I've really gotten into reading again. And I am literally reading paperback books right on the couch. And my hope was that he would see me reading all of these things. And I was like, buddy, can we like read together? And like 
there are rare little glimpses at nighttime when he's like, mom, can we like, can I read my book and you read your book? And I'm like, (laughs) my dream. (laughs) Be still my heart. Yeah. Right. But it hasn't like translated as magically as I hoped it would. And so, yeah, we probably just need to put in some really hard, hard boundaries. Like at seven, it literally is going to shut off. And if you don't keep an eye on the time and a lot for that with whatever you're doing, then you're an SOL. Well, I think it's also like your bedtimes are later. Well, and that it's becoming problematic because his bedtime keeps creeping later and later and later. And now he negotiates with us. He's like, well, if I'm not doing a shower, can I play until 7.15? But if I take a shower, then I'll stop at 7. And like for a while, I was like, okay, that's that is interesting time management, right? I get that logic because in theory, we would be starting to read stories at the same time. But now that's not happening, right? And it's like creeping. And so I, we're going to have to pull back from that again. But he finds so many goddamn loopholes. Oh, the other loophole he found is on screen-free days, he has taken up a hobby of making stop-motion movies. And he uses his tablet to make stop-motion videos with his Lego figures or action, like all the things in his playroom. He will spend an hour, two hours making stop-motion movies. And it's amazing. But it requires the tablet. Loophole. I think that's and fair. I, I think that's I totally think that's fair. And I put that into the like creative bucket. It is very creative. And that's why I have allowed it. But now it's like he only will do stop motion on the screen free, mm-hmm. quote unquote, night. These kids are too smart for their own. And I'm like, Good. that was not the point. <laughs> and I'm like, but is it? If he's missed, budgeting his time within the, the boundaries? Mm-hmm. It's not budgeting time. He's finding loopholes. He he is finding a way to still be on his tablet on a night that he's not supposed to be on tablet. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. He's only doing stop motion on the nights that are supposed to be no screen. But I would imagine he wouldn't have really figured out that skill or honed it or gotten so good at it if you hadn't enforced a you can't play your games. Right, because he had no other option. It forces them Does to that, be creative. Is that logical? Yeah, I think so. I, mean, I think I it's better I than played. my son. I feel puts, like I'm being played. It's I mean, better. to an extent, yes, but I don't. My personal opinion, I don't think you're being played in a bad way. Will he be a lawyer or salesman one day? Probably. There's editing software because then yeah. he, like he'll add in sound effects and yep. he'll add in visual effects and he'll edit it all together. And Learning to edit thing. things is a life skill. Can, I mean, ever, we're literally, for us, yeah, we're doing a podcast. He can edit this stuff. and But I'd say that's a better loophole than my son who puts headphones on his switch so that I don't hear the beeping oh, yeah. of the timer going off so mm-hmm. that oh, I don't, that is sneaky. so that I don't know that he's used his two hours. It doesn't cut him off cold turkey. No, it uh, beeps. Mine does. Mine, well, because I won't. Steve, yes. It's a hard boundary yep. for Steve to cut him off cold turkey, but it starts beeping. If he is past his time. And so he just puts his headphones in. <laughs> and he ignores the beeping. Oh, yeah. Oh, they don't even register. He doesn't wow. register it. So it's not. So then I'm like, hey, Evan, how long have you been on that thing? And then I can pass by and see the big orange bar at the top that's like three, three hours, hours over time. And I'm like, Evan. Wow. We've both seen that too often. Oh, my God. It's so bad. It's not bad. It's just not what you intended. Yes, I, I listen, I'm all for, it's not like I'm not innocent when it comes to like loopholes and gray and like working the system, right? He comes by it honestly, okay? <laughs> so, like, I get it. But I have to try to hone it for good yeah. and not evil. <laughs> so, you know, it might be easier to like institute that hard boundary on like the tablet, right? Like for YouTube kids, 
one hour tops a day. Yeah, mm-hmm. ours is on there. If you even, can control right? the app, but like for that to shut off, so be it. Versus yeah. like some of the games he plays, like a level is like thirty minutes long, right? Mm-hmm. And and a so when talks about it, wouldn't the lesson there be check and see how much time you have left, and That's if you don't have enough time, goal. yes, yes, okay. But like so if you're in the I, middle I, of a game and fight. I'm sorry. I mean, we don't we don't do video games, so I don't know how those things work. So because I have easier than others, but Zelda in particular, I found is problematic because it's so. Is it like open ended? It's very yes. open ended. Oh, okay. It's your own adventure. Open world. And it's and because I come from a household of video game, I totally get. I want to lose serious. what you're doing in the middle. Not mess with this. Like <laughs> it is. It is not my jurisdiction in this household. So I do not control the. It's fair. sacrilege it, to turn it yeah. yeah, yeah, in I the get that. Level, it is not my right? jurisdiction. This is a because you lose your place, right? Well, yeah, and it's you lose your progress. And yeah. I have I have no understanding of it. I don't play video games. I will like, say some games are more to that than others. There yes. are some games that have checkpoints throughout an entire level, and we have had many conversations with Ryan. We're like, bud, when we pick this back up, it will pick up like one minute ago at our last checkpoint, right? Or we play to the next checkpoint, right? And so we we are instituting that and we're coaching him on it but it's an abstract thing it's really hard yeah you have the holiday breaks and then we are a year-round school track right so he tracks out all the time we often have a week two weeks three weeks at a time where he's not in school we can't always afford to have him in camps every week that he's out and so he literally has all day long while both my husband and i are working right and like yeah and he's an only child and like kids never go to school in my opinion there's There's always a day off (laughs) <laughs> it's like every week is another day out. Yeah. So I think we'd love to hear from you guys on what your screen rules are and how you guys are managing your kids and screens. Find us at Cheapack on Lee. Tell us how you're handling screens. I would and love other things. tool suggestions yeah. like Bark. Yeah. Or if you guys oh, use a Bark and then the Parenting and Tech World group. That's yeah. run by or the there's Bark any people. Good tips recommend. and tricks you guys have. Follow us at Cheapack Unleashed and then comment below on this uh, tech post about how you guys are utilizing it. Thank you for being a part of our pack. This is Ashley, Jenny, Nicole, and Tanya signing off. Stay fierce and wild.